Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the left wing for the win! He shoots and scores! 5-4! Edmonton in overtime! Across the five, the deuce is loose! Touchdown, Elks! Trade forward into the end zone. Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Hey, it's Friday night. Give your dog an extra serving of roast beef. Why not? They deserve it. Third period, Rangers up 3-1 on the Ducks. Second period, Islanders leading the Bruins 2-0. Hurricanes up 5-4 on the Predators. That one is still in the second period. Start of period two in Dallas. It's a 3-2 lead for the Senators. Drake Batherson has a goal there for Ottawa. Sharks and Coyotes just getting underway. And in about an hour, it'll be the Sabres and the Golden Knights. Oilers tomorrow against the Florida Panthers. It is the end of the Oilers' six-game homestand. They are 4-1 and one on the homestand so far after being beaten by the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. More on this game and more on the Oilers, of course, as we move along tonight. Raptors in action, three minutes left in the third. Atlanta leading it 83-72. Reed Wilkins with you, Bob. Uh, just filled in for Bob Stoffer last half hour of Oilers. Now Kellen Kennedy is on the other side of the window. Kellen, how are you doing? Hi, you are literally on the other side of my window tonight. I am. I'm back in the uh, traditional talk studio as opposed to the uh, uh, hockey studio, which where I like working in, mm-hmm. decided to do it a little differently today. Uh, we will talk a little bit about the World Junior Team, about a small town with a lot of sports success lately. We'll uh, dive a little deeper into the Elks schedule and might uh, what that might mean for fans in the 2024 season, all as we move along tonight. Also happy to hear from you on the hotline powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. 780-496-0063. You can also email the show inside sports at 630ched.com. So the Oilers last night set a team record. The hope was they would tie a team record for longest winning streak. Couldn't get there. They did set a team record for most shots on goal in a game. 57 was the final tally. And head coach Chris Doblock says, I can't really argue with the effort last night. Yeah, no, I thought it was good. Um, in the first period, we're down 2-0. But overall, I thought it was a, a good period. And maybe the second period might have been our best on the season. Um, and then the third wasn't our best. Uh, you know, there were some mistakes. We gave some uh, odd man rushes. Um and, it, you know, the result wasn't there. But anyways, we just want to build up a lot of what we did yesterday. There's some things that we can change and alter a little bit. But uh, I love the execution. I love the uh, work ethic. Um, and we're just trying to replicate that more. Well, really just replicate that and score. Uh <laughs> 
and I mean, what can you say about Vasilevsky? An otherworldly performance in that game, Derek Ryan. Yeah, I mean, we've all seen it over the past however many years from him on TV and and in games. Obviously, I had a little more hands-on with him in Carolina, but honestly, that's just the way it is in the league. There's so many great goalies that a goalie can steal you a game, and I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say he stole them a game last night. Uh, I would certainly agree with that. Uh, I know there's a little bit of criticism of Stuart Skinner in the Oilers net. Uh, he took some blame after the game. Sure, he needed to stop a couple in the third period. Having said that, and I, I, I got a buddy who's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, and he uh, was at the game and texted me after the second period and said it should be 8-2 for the Oilers. And that actually might have been a more or less a fair score. So they just couldn't beat uh, one of the best goalies in the game last night. Now, uh, a lot of good trends for the Oilers lately. Certainly the, the power play, the, the PK has been good, even though they gave up a goal last night. The fourth line has been pretty good. That's Derek Ryan, Sam Gagne, and James Hamlin. And Ryan was asked about their work today. Yeah, the chemistry's starting to come for sure. Starting to read each other on the ice, know where each other are a little bit more. And um, it's a work-based line. We're just working hard, trying to get in on the forecheck and I think we've had some success there where we get pucks back and then attack the net right away. So, yeah, it's a fun line to play on. I enjoy playing with those guys. Well, it seems like they have a little bit of a vibe going, working very hard. They've provided, they didn't score yesterday, provided a goal to two previous games. And uh, Knobloch says, yeah, they're finding ways to make an impact. You know, they drew two penalties, and, you know, that's probably point four goals. Um, so it's, you know, they do that. Uh, two games in a row that's almost it's as good as scoring a goal um yeah no i've been very happy with that fourth line they've been playing well and unfortunately i know their ice time was anywhere between eight and nine and a half minutes um the way they're playing i'd like to give them more but i also thought everybody else was playing pretty well yesterday too so um yeah i, I like i like what they're providing our team he made an interesting point there Draw penalties. The power play has been around 40% lately. So you draw three penalties, that should be at least one goal for your power play. Even if you're not on the power play, you're helping them get out there. I asked Derek Ryan about this too. Yeah, totally. Uh, thanks for noticing that. That's something that not a lot of people talk about, but it doesn't go on the score sheet, right? But it's uh, it's important, yeah. Um, obviously, our power play is lethal, so anytime we can get those guys on the ice with the man advantage, that's huge, and, and that's a victory for my line if we're drawing penalties. All right, and they drew a couple last night. So the Oilers will try to get back in the wind column tomorrow against the Florida Panthers, who are a pretty good team themselves. The Oilers now at 500 once again, still paying for that really bad start to the season. They might be for a while here, but certainly they've climbed a long way from uh, where they were a few weeks ago. Stuart Skinner in net last night, had won his previous seven games, had an off night last night, took the loss, uh, was very hard on himself after the game, but also, uh, you know, under control and measured and still trying to be optimistic about everything as he usually is. Um, look, if, if you're, there's a lot of talk about the Oilers goaltending one way or another, and yes, they need another goaltender. There's no doubt about that. Calvin Pickard, I would imagine he'll start at least one of the next four games. Bob threw out there that maybe he's going to start two. 
I don't know. I mean, there is a back-to-back at the end of the week here before Christmas, so it makes sense. Pickard would play one of those two games. Maybe he plays against New Jersey again since he beat them uh, on Sunday. Could he play tomorrow? If it's me, I'd put in Skinner, but it, it totally is defensible to throw Pickard in there as well and see what he does. Can they ride with Skinner and Pickard through the rest of the season? Is that going to be good enough? Is Pickard good enough to spell Skinner off perhaps as often as you would like? Those are all fair questions and things that uh, perhaps it would be nice if there were more solid answers for. But the Oilers don't have that luxury right now in net. Knobloch was asked uh, who's going to be starting here as we go along. Yeah, we haven't planned. We haven't uh, settled out to decide yet. Uh, But we looked at the schedule and... um, you know, we probably look uh, two weeks out, kind of have a plan on when each guy will play, and then as you get closer, kind of we massage it a little bit. And the day before the game, we usually um, uh, solidify that plan. All right, and I think that's how most staffs will handle it. You might have a plan for. You know, like you said, a couple weeks, five games, eight to ten games, and then you had to adjust on the fly depending on how the goaltenders play. I think Skinner's play has been good. I think the play in front of him has been a lot better than it was. Um, I said this to Rob last night, too. Look, a couple goals in the third period, we can break them down and say, all right, Skinner should have had it, should have done this, should have done that. That's sometimes the nature of the position. Quite frankly, Skinner could have played uh, an average game and still been beaten by Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky was that good last night. You let me know what you think at 780-496-0063. Also today from the NFL, the LA Chargers fired head coach Brandon Staley and the GM Tom Telesco. They lost 63-21 last night. Weren't the Raiders the team that was in that 3 nothing game? They, they lost three nothing a few days ago. Yes, on Sunday. So they banked all so their points they, for. They tomorrow. went from scoring zero to, to sixty three. Yes. By so. the way, Scorigami, that is the what was it the thousand a thousand and eighty six unique individual final score in the history of the NFL. I love night. how you love that Scorigami page. Oh, it's great, isn't so it? So if if people haven't and we inter- did we interview the person who made it? We did. No, oh, okay, yeah. Didn't we have him on? Uh, we had. I remember you had talked about it with me. I'm not sure if we had him on or not. I can't remember now. But anyway, you've gone over the page. So it's this grid that shows all the scores that have ever happened in the NFL. Right. And if it's happened, there's a square in there. Mm-hmm. It's colored in. And I think you can hover over it and see how many, how many times. Yep. If it's blank, that means that score has never happened. That's right. So now 6321 is colored in. Mm-hmm. That was the first time ever. And there is a CFL version being in development. Right now. That was okay because you told me about it and I looked for it and I couldn't find it, so yes, it's not there, done yet. There's a there's a test, I guess, copy CFL, of it that's out there. It'll be online. Uh, yeah, there'll next be year, a lot so. more scores for the CFL is because you can score one in a game. Yes, so it's, yeah, right. All right. We will uh, speaking of the CFL, we'll let you know a little bit about the Elks schedule and tickets and all that kind of stuff. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Kings in action at Rogers Place. Seven and a half minutes into the game. Swift Current leading it one zip. Joe Aginla making his uh, Oil Kings debut tonight. All right. The uh, CFL schedule is out for 2024. Uh, for all of you who have hated Thursday games over the years, that's been one complaint. The Elks only have one of them, and it's on the road. Uh, Dave Campbell had a chat with the Elks director or manager of marketing and communications, Evan Dom. 
Evan, this is a much anticipated moment for CFL fans past the Grey Cup. Uh, tell me about just having a chance once again uh, to drop a schedule right before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, schedule day is always fun, Dave. It brings the next season more into focus and it becomes a little more concrete in terms of what you can plan for, whether you're a fan or you're working for a team or you're with the league, you know, wherever you find yourself, it's always exciting to know what your summer plans are going to look like and uh, get a sense of who you play, when you play and, uh, you know, how you're going to go go and uh, hopefully make it to the Great Cup. So it's a, it's a fun day in terms of bringing some certainty to what's a bit of an abstract concept uh, until you have a schedule to look at. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Until you have a schedule to look at. Now, Evan, uh, as you know, there's probably, I don't know how many schedules you actually look at or uh, Rick Lollisher, who's the interim president and CEO. Um, this is a very, very tough process to go through. And I'm sure at times it can maybe drive you a bit nuts. Yeah, I mean, certainly this isn't the first uh, version of the schedule that we looked at. It went through a number of iterations and you have, you know, competing priorities, whether it's, you know, priorities between teams or priorities in terms of, you know, venue holds. And there's a whole bunch of things that go into the creation of the schedule that you uh, you don't get to see from the outside. And, uh, you know, you eventually get to a place where you have a schedule and you play the games, but there's a lot that goes into it. And, uh, you know, there's no perfect schedule, but uh, we're, we're pretty happy with the one that we have in front of us. It all kicks off uh, for the regular season and season opener for the Elks on uh, Saturday, June the 8th at home to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, and, and, you know, when we talk about Saturday games, there's five of them. And if you include the preseason game also against the Riders, uh, three on Sundays, uh, two on Fridays and none on Thursdays, which is an interesting wrinkle. But uh, tell me about having eight weekend games uh, for, for fans. And, and, and was that something that the club pushed for and like, just maybe just uh, take us kind of on the inside about, you know, how, how we got to eight. Yeah. I mean, I think you want to have weekend games and that that's certainly something that, you know, every team in the league is looking for and not that Thursday nights are necessarily a bad night either. It's a, it's a different crowd on Thursday nights. It's been a great corporate crowd for us over the years. So there's pros and cons to Thursday, Friday versus Saturday, Sunday. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can look at, but we're happy with where the schedule landed for us. And, you know, you mentioned the whole opener against Saskatchewan. We get to open against them for a second consecutive season. And, you know, that's a good matchup in terms of getting people in the building and having a good energy, good rivalry. Uh, it'll be a great week for us that home opener week when we, you know, have some 75th season activities going on around the city. So we'll unveil those later, but it's going to be a great home opener. And, and like you said, we've got a heavy weekend schedule. And the other thing is, is we've got a heavy five o'clock starts uh, in terms of our schedule. So, you know, we've got a number of those those start times uh, on the docket, which is exciting for us in particular, as we look to reach out to families and five o'clock is a great time. You know, it's not the middle of the day for people, but it's, it's not late at night. So you can get those younger people out to the crowd and have a, have a good time, but you can get those young families out as well. So it's a nice sweet spot for us. We're really excited about those five o'clock starts throughout the season. And, you know, as I mentioned, you, you open against the riders, uh, you play them three times in the regular season. You also play them in the preseason in total of the four matchups, three times, they're coming to Commonwealth. That that doesn't hurt, I guess, if uh, you're going to play anyone three times. Uh, the Riders are a good team to, to, to play and, and have come to your park. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. They, br they bring an element with their fan base. We know they're passionate about their 
their football team in Saskatchewan and they bring a good contingent to, regardless of where they play, whether it's in Edmonton or anywhere else in the Canadian Football League. So it's not a bad thing to have them on our schedule three times. Like you mentioned, we have the preseason game, the home opener, and then we get them later in the season as well. So that's exciting. Um, and, you know, we, we look forward to, to everybody on our schedule for a variety of reasons. And now we've got the schedule that gives us an opportunity and our fans to host, uh, you know, every team in the league at least once. So, uh, Overall, it's great to have Saskatchewan here a couple of times during the regular season, and, and we look forward to having a couple of teams that haven't been out here in the last couple of seasons uh, as well from the Eastern Division. And one more for you, and you referenced it about, you know, every team now gets to play everyone else, and we're talking about a balanced schedule. It's the first time we're going to see that in five years. We know COVID was a, a bit of a factor with, with that. I mean, there was one team that, you know, the Elks didn't see, and uh, as far as who who came here and there was one city in the east that you didn't go to and every team had to kind of go through that but tell me about the importance was it a big priority for for clubs and you can speak obviously from the elks perspective but to have a balanced schedule that everyone plays everyone at least once home home and away well i mean i think it's in a league where you have nine teams i i don't think there's it's hard to have it's hard to have a schedule where you don't get to see each team at least once uh, as a home fan. So mm. it gives our fans an opportunity to see everybody, you know, including the Great Cup champion Montreal Alouettes, and uh, you know, it, it's a great situation for our fans to be able to see all the stars from all the other teams in the league come through here and, and play our guys. So that certainly, I think, is is a positive. Um, you know, I think there's been a good contingent of fans who have been asking for that to see every team at least once in their home park. And that's, you know, something that the league obviously heard and was able to execute this season for everybody. So, you know, we're, we're excited about having Montreal here week two. Uh, so we get back-to-back -back home games and then we're going to finish against, uh, you know, a very good Toronto team. So, you know, we kind of uh, bookend early and late. There some good Eastern Division opponents and, and we've obviously got the staples in terms of some of our big games against West Division opponents uh, throughout there. So it, it'll be nice, you know, to get an opportunity to have everybody here. Uh, and I know, you know, the guys who get to travel on the road with the team aren't complaining about the opportunity to go to Montreal every year moving forward or go to Toronto every year moving forward. Those are those are great markets. Those are great cities. Um, and, and it's an enjoyable time in, in terms of going on the road. So the other thing is, is, you know, if you're an Elks fan and you want to travel and see the team, you have an opportunity to do that in every other park as well. So, you know, if you want to make a road trip out of it. Uh, you always have an opportunity, at least you will here moving forward, to go to Montreal to see us play or go to Toronto or, you know, go to Ottawa or Hamilton. So it'll be uh, it'll be good for our fans overall, I think, to, to have the schedule the way it is in terms of that balance. That is Dave Campbell with Evan Dom, the Edmonton Elks Manager of Marketing and Communications. A little bit there on the 2024 CFL schedule, goelks.com, if you want to check it out. I was uh, checking out. Hang on here, Kellen. i got to sneeze. Just going to talk about Score Gabby. Yeah. Uh, if you guys uh, <laughs> just Google it online. There's okay, some uh, facts and figures, and there's Did a 30 I minute video. Did I shut my mic off in time? I hope so. Uh, Score Gabby. This is a good. This is a good site. It's fun, isn't it? There has been a two-nothing game. It doesn't tell you. Oh yeah. Then if you click on it, there have been five two-nothing games. Uh, Seventy-three nothing, of course, a famous one. Uh, Seventy-two forty-one. That was back in nineteen sixty-six. So what was last night's game? 
Uh, 63-21. 63-21, yeah. A couple other occasions in which a team has scored 63 points. So that wasn't the first time. That's a very cool site. Site NFLScoreGami.com. It's inside sports on Chet.